Hello, hunters and... Hold on a minute. I mean, we can still call you hunters, but... This isn't Hunter's Hub. This is side quest. Gasp. All right, Toaster. <laughs> yes. Or should we say ex Lobrin Toaster? <laughs> yes, I am no longer Lobrin. I shall forever be known as Toaster now. Awesome. <laughs> so, uh, guys, welcome to Side Quest, Episode 1. Um, what Side Quest is, is we're... Uh, think of us as a video game book club. So every month we're going to play one game. Um, obviously, you guys didn't know about game one. It's just going to be Toaster and I talking about it. But we're going to have everyone play a game with us, and we're going to talk, you know, a podcast at the end of the uh, uh, third Saturday of every, every month is when we'll record. Hopefully, I can get it edited and out the next Sunday. Um, so this should be going out tomorrow uh, from here. Uh, toaster, I must said Lobrin. <laughs> it's gonna be a change yeah but um with my new computer and that kind of stuff i can actually edit within a feasible time now so i can actually put out episodes faster very nice so i'm i'm excited for that but all that aside let's um let's get on with uh what we're doing here and this first game that we're doing on side quest is uh, one Lobrin, uh, sorry, Toaster picked, uh, that's going to be hard, <laughs> uh, which is Warframe for, um, it's for, is it just PC and PS4 or is it on Xbox also? It is on PC, PS4, and Xbox One. No Nintendo, so sorry, uh, Switch people. I feel left out all the time. I love my Switch, the poor thing. Anyways, so yeah, we, we played uh, Warframe. Um, I, I, uh, I don't know. Toaster, what, why, what made you pick the game? So I've played Warframe for a significant amount of time. Um, the significant about being 537 hours now. So okay. I was pretty confident in being able to talk about this game. Uh, the other thing is, while it's not directly related to Monster Hunter... It's still in the same vein of it's a relatively simple styled game where you, you have one task. You go out and you, you know, in Monster Hunter, it's you go out and you hunt monsters and you make stuff from their parts. In Warframe, it's you're a ninja. You go flying through spaceships and uh, planet installations, gunning and slicing down um, two alien faction. Well, not necessarily alien factions, but factions that are meaning to cause harm to the universe. There's not a fully complete story. Monster Hunter has always had kind of an iffy story, and Warframe technically has a story that's kind of iffy as well. But it's all about the end game and what you choose and how you choose to go through the game, uh, as well as having quite a bit of customization and kind of freedom to do the game as you feel like. So I kind of felt like it was a great open-ended game to talk about, and also I love the game anyway, and I think everyone should try it because it's free. True, it is free. Very, um, very affordable. Yes. <laughs> Um, it will look obviously better if you have a great computer, but, uh, you can pretty much load this game on a potato as well. So, uh, it's, it's pretty good and it's multi-platform. You can't cross play with people. So unfortunately, while my 500 hours were on PC, Fortran was playing on a PS4. So we did not get to play together this time. Yeah. This was because I had my crappy computer when we started this. So Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, <laughs> I didn't have that choice to begin with. Now I do. Now I do have that choice. Um, 
This is largely a multiplayer game, I will say. Uh, you can play by yourself, which I... I played both. Multiplayer with randos and by myself. Um, but it, it's... it's it's we're gonna comp I'm sorry guys we're gonna compare to Monster Hunter a lot. This is where Hunter Sub started as a Monster Hunter show, so our point of reference a lot is Monster Hunter. Which by the way, I'm almost caught up to you in Monster Hunter World for Warframe. Oh really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So. I guess uh. I'll say that I played. Uh, I don't know. I probably played about. 30 Sorry. to 20 hours, somewhere in that range. Okay. Um, so, I guess we should lead off and say this is going to be full of spoilers, if there is such thing for Warframe. Um, um, we can just not talk about the story quests, and then it's fine. <laughs> well, I'm saying in general. I think in general, we, you know... This oh, yeah, discussion. yeah, we probably will talk about stories then, so... Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, just side quests in total is going to be spoilers, so... It's just uh, part of the conversation, you know what I mean? Yes. Um, so, uh, I'll just say I got I got through the first part of Earth. Uh, I'll say the first part because I half of Earth is locked. Yes. Uh, then I got through all of Venus and then all that I could have of Mercury. Uh, well, no, all of Mercury, all of Venus except for one, which you need an arc wing. Yes. To do one quest, which I still haven't got in Arcwing. Um, I did all of those, and I kind of hit a dead end. And I was like, well, what do, I, what, what, what do I do now? And I noticed, like, oh, there's such things as codex quests. Oh, I have to deal with those. I, and I guess, since we're kind of doing, like, a freeform discussion here on it, uh, I think that was the first thing that stood out to me, is this game is freaking complicated. Yes, there is a lot to look up. I was... We, we kind of made a deal of not to talk uh, too much to each other about it, so that way he got an yeah, unbiased opinion. Yeah, other than opinion. I played it, and I played it today, and blah, 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 yeah. My biggest recommendation for anybody playing this game, including you, Fortron, if you choose to keep playing it, is just look up the wiki. Like, <laughs> similar to old Monster Hunters, the wiki is the knowledge of everything. Um, the game does not hold your hand very much. It's gotten a little bit better. At least you mm -hmm. have... Um, you experience these the uh, relays, I think they're called not relays, the solar rails, the things that connect the planets. Um, yeah, that kind of give you a thing because you're stuck on one planet until you meet some goals of correct. Yeah, the next relay thing, and then you can move on to the next one. And those goals are generally trying to teach you stuff. Like I think in the beginning, it, the goals are stuff like get a bunch of melee kills, get some gun kills. And, you know, simple stuff that's pretty generally easy. And then as you go on, they introduce more concepts or things that they've implemented now that you're at that rank. So that way you can learn about the new things. Right. Um, the the one that, that was like, okay, why, why do I care about doing this is that you had to combine some of your modifications. Yes. Um, you, don't really, you don't really combine mods in the in the full game. <laughs> And when you're yeah, in the late it, game, you don't combine them ever. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. Man, there was so much. Um, so I guess, uh, first of all, uh, I guess we'll touch on the story first, which is why I kind of want to talk about okay. possibly spoilers. I didn't get far. Um, I know I didn't get far because I 
haven't even completely finished three planets out of like 24 or something like that that you could go to. Yes, there's all the nine planets and a bunch of moons. Yeah. Granted, I will say that kind of makes it cool that there is so many different levels. Right? Mm-hmm. There is much to do, uh, I would say. And each of those levels, they have their own kind of objective. Um, you know, there's like kill X many enemies, you know, like d- uh, tower defense on these five towers, like infiltrate this thing, pull out a guy and protect them till they get to the end. Um, I like the assassinations and missions as well because you can zoom through them really fast. <laughs> yeah, so that... Um, yeah, but basically these are pseudo-story missions, small amount of story on each mission. Basically, you're tasked with doing this because X thing needs to happen for our faction to do something is kind of the deal. Now, I will say the story was kind of light and I didn't really care about it, but uh, as people get to know me, I don't care a lot about story in general. I don't think that video games always do it that well, or at least engaging enough, because if I'm stuck in too many cutscenes, watching things happen, my character do that I'm not allowed to do in the game, that kind of turns me off. It didn't happen so much in this one. They're all short. There's a lot of dialogue of... Uh, really crazy borg looking lady talking to me <laughs> a lot of the a lot of the cutscenes and dialogue take place in universe so like things are kind yeah. of being communicated to you via radio as you're flying through a level um, right which i like that i like that it's not interfering to give you the heads up fortron and anybody who's playing it the story picks up around jupiter saturn and uranus and then neptune pluto like it, it it's the second half of the solar system ish that the story oh, like okay. goes from like oh it's really light to oh god things are happening. <laughs> well, I didn't get that far. Yeah. Um, so you said you got through um, Earth, Earth, Venus, Mercury, and you had not gotten to Mars. Right. Uh, what was stopping me from getting to Mars was the second half of Earth. I noticed, uh, and on top of that. I didn't really know, like, you had to complete certain quests on the Codex, and I was working on that, but uh, I know that there was some sort of, like, some quest called, like, the Resurrection or something like that uh, that is a Codex quest that you had to do to progress. Yes. And, um, that's where I'm at, because I, instead of doing that, I got did some sort of quest to get a dog that I haven't completed yet. Ah, uh, yes. There was a multi, multi-part quest of that. So, um, so it, it's kind of weird. The quest system is sort of like tucked away. And I think that's a problem with this game is there's so many different systems that are cool. I mean, there's not really a system I looked at and I was like, this is dumb. Um, <laughs> oh, I mean, there is one, but I'll get to that. Yes. Um, the, <clears throat> the, 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 the fact that the quests are sort of tucked away and they, they tell you, Right, but being the the player that I am, I was just sort of like, meh, whatever. <laughs> like, I, I don't care about your codex. That's just like lore files that I don't care about. Right, and that's not what it is. There, I mean, there that is there, but um, your biggest use for the codex is assigning quests that will take you to missions. Um, 
which I also didn't know that you could flip through different sort of like events and that kind of thing using L1 and R1 on the PlayStation. And I don't know how you do it on PC you just, while you're selecting maps. You didn't just figure that out until my the top right. <laughs> it's super easy on PC. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, again, it's probably me not paying attention. I'm going to say this right here. Um, but the it felt a little obscure so like i didn't even know that menu existed till after i finished my last uh what was it mercury level Mm. and i was like what do i do like where do i go now um again like the story up to this point was kind of meh i really don't like that girl that talks to you all the time for everyone else her name is the lotus the lotus yes okay yeah i don't I don't know. It's something about her that she's like, everything is super important kind of thing. And I'm like, I just don't care, lady. I just don't. Like, it just sort of like felt like this mocking parrot on my shoulder while I'm playing. <laughs> um, and I really don't like what they call you, Tenno. Tenno. That, yeah, that's, I don't know. That there name it was is like, a lore it made me cringe. There's a very specific lore reason behind that. That is also, is... I don't really want to spoil it because it is kind of nice that somebody might actually out, go out there and play it. Right. Um, do you have any intent on continuing to play this game, first off? Before I don't think so. Okay. Um, so I don't... I, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like explaining this, and I'll, I'll give a quick uh, timing alert for people who don't want to get this spoiled for them. Um, so skip ahead uh, 15 seconds if you don't want to hear why they're called Tenno. All right. Three, two, one. Um... The people who the, the Warframes are basically kids that were on a spaceship that was called the Ten Zero, and it went under went a crazy tragedy that gave them superpowers, and so they're called the Ten O. Okay. Yep, that's it's a really stupid reason, and it's it's but it, it, it makes sense lore wise. There's a much go, if you really care about lore, go watch a YouTube video. Somebody has made an excellent YouTube video explaining it like way in depth. I cannot get into in this podcast. <laughs> sure. Well, I mean, we're you know we're just kind of going over our thoughts after playing it for a month, basically. Yes. Um. So I did have a couple of questions for you. Sure. Uh, what did you start off with? Because they in the beginning of the game they let you pick one of three Warframes. Which, uh, just for everyone heads up, how Warframe works is um, you have let's just say four things that you can customize in the game. You have your Warframe that you're using, which is the body you're in. And each body has uh, four abilities in the passive. It's similar to choosing a champion in League of Legends or Heroes of the Storm or Overwatch or anything that has a character that has abilities. Right, yeah. You're picking your abilities and how you look. You also get a primary weapon, which is usually a shotgun, rifle, bow, sniper, rocket launcher, etc. You get a secondary weapon, which is a pistol generally, but there's many special things you can also have, like throwing knives and crazy stuff. And then you get a melee weapon, which is you know, sword, mace, hammer, gun, right. gun sword, other stuff. <laughs> and uh, so at the beginning of the game, you pick between three different Warframes, and then you get a choice of... Uh, between two of the each of the other classes. So, which ones did you start off with, War Um, I started off with the blade guy. Uh, Excalibur. Yeah, Excalibur. Okay. It was fine. I liked his abilities. Um, 
I didn't know there was such thing as ability two, three, and four. Oops. I just used one. Um, up until one of the, there's like a uh, beginning of the mission, you get like, hey, you get bonus experience if you pull off his feet during the, the, the mission. Oh, right. One of them was use your second ability three times. And I was like, or two, whatever, two or one time. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh, there's other abilities? So I, because I just, uh, for PlayStation, you hold in L1 and then you, you press X for their first ability. And I think it just goes counterclockwise, circle, triangle, square. I think is how it goes. Um, so counterclockwise for each number going up. Um, so I held in L1. I was like, oh, other prompts come up other than X. I just always pushed X because that's what they tell you to to begin with. Um, okay. So I discovered there was other ones. Uh, I like them all. I, I end up using two more than anything. And that's the one where he jams his sword in the ground and it just uh, a shockwave goes out around him and it basically kills everything around you. Yes. <laughs> and if it doesn't, um, they're knocked prone and you can sort of finish them off with your melee attack, which is kind of cool. Um, I liked him a lot. Um, I don't like his design that much. He's very simple. As, yeah, he looks weird. He looks, I'm just going to say it, he looks weird. It's like whatever freaking forehead horn. Like, that's just weird. <laughs> Granted, I think they all look weird. Um, so, he's but a- I was gonna say I did attempt to get a second Warframe. Oh. Um, now, there's a lot of microtransactions in this game, guys. Yes. This is a free to play. They're gonna make money off of uh, nickel and dining you for other things to uh, make your gameplay faster. Quick interjection: You can technically get everything free. Technically, yes. <laughs> I I figured this out that you can get everything uh, by grinding essentially, and that's kind of how the game is—just grind to get things. What I wanted to get is the the one that uses a mace, the Odo something. Uh, Oberon, yes. The He's... Oberon. I actually bought the schematic for it. I had one of the pieces, and I was trying to find the other pieces. Um. um if I were to keep playing, that would be my goal, is to become that thing. Because I liked how it looked. He's a pretty easy one to get. Just for your information, you get him by killing those Xmas uh, units. The ones that have the special abilities on them. And his parts just drop randomly off those. I don't know what an Xmas unit is. I'm, oh. I'm going to be honest. I've killed them. <laughs> they were a goal to get past Venus, I know. Um, I don't know how I did it. So for everybody in the game, they have... It's, this is kind of a horde shooter game, is how I'd like to classify it. Horde shooter... Yeah, there's a lot of enemies. Or Dynasty Warriors, if you like melee weapons. Um, mm-hmm. Every once in a while, there'll be a special enemy that's called an Eximus unit. Usually they'd be called elite or rare mobs. Um, but it's just any any unit can be this, and it'll be just a unit with a glow around it. And they have usually some special thing like... A, f- a frost aura to make you slower around it, or it'll have fire exhibit, ex- ex- you know, radiating from it, or something like that. They just—it's a normal unit with like one or two special abilities. Oh, kind of like Diablo. Yeah, <clears throat> and okay. they're called Exhibit units because this is space, so you have to make things sound fancy. No, that's fine. It's okay <laughs> to name them something unique. There's not a problem with that at all. But I don't know. I just feel like I never noticed them. But then again, that's. The speed of this game is insane. Yes, <laughs> it is. A I didn't fast even game. know about the slide jumping for a long time, and it still felt fast. That's actually something else I was going to ask you about. Uh, is how do you like the movement in this game? 
once I learned the the quick movement stuff, uh, I I don't know. It, it, it's it's good. I'll say that. But it went against the style I was going for, which hmm. was stealth. Oh yeah. And I guess that that's not how anyone plays because whenever I was playing with someone else, it was full dash jumping all the way. Like it was. It, slide jump, slide jump, melee, me- like a lot of more melee kills than I was used to. Yeah, slide, uh, stealth used to be the primary thing. And then a long, like three years ago, they released a uh, movement 2.0, which added all the parkour stuff like bullet jumping and uh, sliding and jumping and rolling midair and all that fun stuff. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I guess what... Where where what I started with is the Excalibur. I started with the bow. Okay. And I stuck with the bow, and I never upgraded from the Mark Three or whatever that thing's called. The Mark One. The Mark One. Uh, I know that eventually I could have. I think I got to level uh, chassis or whatever they call it, level fifteen. I think when yes. I ended. Oh, so everybody knows all your weapons and frames all upgrade individually from each other with experience. Right. So I started with a bow. I did throwing knives, and I had a sword. Oh, man, you Um, went the full uh, medieval route. (laughs) I did, but I enjoyed it. Um, I don't like the throwing knives that much, but, I mean, are you really ever going to like your sorry arm that much? Some of them do get really powerful. The issue is they start you off with the at least for your primary and secondary, to start you off the Mark One version of it, which is like a, a, yeah, a newbie it's the weak weakest weapon. One. Yeah. Which you can go buy generally the blueprint for the normal non-Mark version from the store for yeah. credits. But not a lot of this stuff is very intuitive of how to get to it or explained. Right. So I never dealt with it. I saw it in the menu once, and I totally forgot about it since. Um, I didn't play this game too diligently because I was not uh not really enjoying it that much um and i think so it started out i was playing entirely solo then i got to some tower defense map that i absolutely could not do solo it was like there's no way to do this by myself so i invited more people in and that got better but i don't know it felt like it feels to me like i would enjoy this game tenfold more if i knew who i was playing with it is much more fun when you are with people you know or at least people yeah. who can share a voice chat with you um right Be- yeah because i was just not enjoying myself now i will say this uh toaster i may play with you on pc with the new pc Ooh. if it if if you can convince me during <laughs> this episode i might do it so I will try to convince you, and that was actually one of the questions I was going to ask, is do you think you would like it better on PC? Um, I think probably because you're there. The other, I, I, don't, I don't like playing on PC too much because it is in my very cold basement. So there is an issue with Warframe I'm going to address. There are a mm-hmm. lot of menus, and yes. notoriously, menus suck with the controller. Ah. Uh, Unless yeah. it's been specifically rigorously designed to work with a controller, menus generally aren't good on controllers, and Warframe's got lots of buttons to push. Um, True. One thing that I did want to ask you about was the customization. Not only looks and 
normal customization. So for everybody out there, you can customize your weapons. You put mods on them to increase their damage or add elements or reload speed, yeah. fire speed, swings, anything. Like just imagine a normal RPG weapon and any of those stats you can change, like crit and stuff like that. Uh, generally, if you want modding advice, put damage on something because damage kills things. <laughs> That's from a professional yeah. standpoint. Damage kills things. <laughs> now, I will say there was something cool about that. Um, so there was uh, there's mods that give you like X percent amount of cold damage or fire damage or that kind of stuff, right? Yes. And I was like, uh, I was at a point where, and I'm still at this point where basically I'm just trying to fill it out. I'm not really doing a lot of build stuff. Uh, I get the mod and I'm like, does this fit? Is it useful? And that's sort of like my criteria. I don't really have any sort of strategy when putting mods in, right? And mods, basically, the system is the mods cost points. As you level up, you get more points to allocate in the same weapon or chassis or whatever you're doing. Um, but one thing I really noticed that, that I liked is I had a 15% cold and a 15% electricity. I noticed that was all I had for, I want to say... A while, probably. <laughs> no, no, no. Oh, really? For, I, I want to say it was for my throwing knives. Mm. It could be my bow. I know it's my bow. And ice plus uh, electricity turns into magnetism. Yes. And I was like, oh, so there's elemental mixing in this, which got me intrigued because I like stuff like that. Uh, if anyone has ever played uh, Magicka, <laughs> that game's amazing. Uh, I know we're talking about Warframe here, but oh, you man. basically mix spells. You make you like mix fire and rock, and you make lava. Think like that kind of thing, or a flaming boulder that you shoot out. This is kind of what it reminded me of. Magnetism was cool with a bow. Now, let me tell you why. Because I got a lot of headshots with that bow. Hmm. With magnetism. I don't know how it works exactly, but I felt like that was what it was doing. It was it was sort of drawing the the bullets to the center. So, um, everything has elemental weaknesses and resistances in that game, and yeah. everything has. There's two stats that are specific, very specific to Warframe. There's crit chance that everybody knows about, and there's status chance, and it does not work like, oh well, you have a fifteen percent chance to chance to do the elemental effect. How stats chance works is you're always doing whatever damage is listed, but every element had, and even the ones that are built in, like if you don't mod a weapon, generally it has piercing, slashing, or and, um, impact damage. Right. Um, what stats chance is is like if you have fifty percent status chance, it has a fifty percent chance to inflict a status effect from your weapon, that being hmm. one of the elements that's on your weapon. Um, obviously the ones that have more damage are going to have a higher chance of rolling. Uh, what Magnetics does is um, it does extra damage to shields as well as, I think, drain some of its shield off, as, like extra shield off, like removing it. So what, hmm. you, what it might have been doing for you is also just helping you just pierce, pierce all that shield. Because in the beginning of the game, you fight a lot of Corpus, which use a ton of shields. <laughs> Yes. Uh, those are the guys with the weird buckets on their heads, right? Yes. So, yeah. for everybody's knowledge, there's two factions in this game. Corpus, which are all about money and money and robots. And then there's Grenier, which are 
um, they're the military side, and they use a lot of cloning. And as a result of way too much cloning, all the clones are kind of degraded and kind of stupid. But they have buckets of armor. Yeah, they're <laughs> they're weird looking. You ever see uh, the Fifth Element? Yes, I love it. They look like the big old slow guys in the Fifth Element, with those tiny heads. I can see it. Now, granted, yeah. they're a little different, but that sort of like body structure, except they're faster. It's so weird. I was like, wow, this is. <laughs> they were easy to headshot too. Really easy. Oh yeah. Um, so the big thing about mixing elements is there's four elements, as you probably saw, and you can mix all four of them. You can only mix two at a time. So if you put like fire, ice, and um, viral, or not viral, but toxic, the first two will combine and then you'll be left with the combination and toxic. But if you oh, okay. put fire, ice, toxic, and lightning, the first two will combine and then three and four will combine. So you have okay. a very wide variety of statuses that you can put on your weapon. Nice. So that's part of why I think you'd probably like to keep playing if you wanted to. Um, yeah, probably. I mean, <laughs> if I can play with you on PC. I mean, this is this is the big caveat here. I think this is playing with someone else is what's going to do it for me. I don't think this game is bad by any sense. <laughs> uh, maybe aside from... And I'll just get to it here. So the, the whole... Oberon thing that I wanted to make I realized like it's going to be so much grinding because A I don't know where to find this stuff and B it's grinding for these three pieces which I assume are not going to be easy but if I just pay X amount of dollars and I spend whatever this currency is that is the paid currency I can get this and that was true for everything and I was like this is one of those games that is just going to shortcut you if you buy it so, I do want to point something out with this. The the main thing draw of Warframe, I think, and this is this is not going to be true for everybody. Some people just want to play for the story, which is beyond me. But um, yeah, so Monster Hunter, you want to hunt it. You want to you want to play Monster Hunter because you want to fight monsters, make cool weapons, cool armor to fight bigger monsters, and cool weapons with cool armor. The yes. draw of Warframe is there are a lot of guns and a lot of weapons and a lot of frames, and you just want to. Tr- Get as many as possible, you know, be able to beat the levels quickly, do the high level stuff really fast, do as much damage as you can. So if you like numbers, it's a pretty fun game. <laughs> um, Traditionally, I'm not a numbers guy. I have bought some weapons because I, I wanted to support the company because it's free and they do a lot. They they release every update. They put a dev stream out that shows updates that are coming out and they talk to their community quite a bit. Um, so I wanted to give them support. I will say buying things does not have nearly the same satisfaction because I yeah, bought a couple of things before and then I was like, eh. yeah, it feels unearned. That's, it's not as attractive. So what did you like about the customization or the elements? Did you like the, uh, anything else about it or did you just kind of pass? I like that. I made myself the Sprite Excalibur. I was green and blue and yellow. Oh yeah. So I, I looked like a Sprite can and it was so funny to me. Like I just, I just loved it. It was the the color customization is really in depth, right? Yeah. Um, that's something that um, again, I'm sorry, folks. We're gonna reference Monster Hunter a lot. That's my favorite game series. I don't, Toaster is it? I don't know if it's ever really been said if it's yours or not. It's up there. It's in the top five. So, 
Monster Hunter is a big influence as to who I am as a gamer, so I'm going to, you know, talk about that a lot. But Monster Hunter fails on this sort of aesthetic customization a lot. But then again, it's not that you can't look cool. It's just that you can't customize your colors as in-depth as this game. This is like you're going into a pro paint shop and, like, getting, like, the top of the line, like, decals on your car versus f- factory issue red blue and green <laughs> you know oh, what i mean yeah. like yeah you're getting like you can get into the nitty-gritty i really went into the details on what i was colorized like so to it, expand, and i did it oh. across all my weapons they all have the same theme so so, I'm so, sprite. Uh, so everybody knows now um there's a lot of customization in warframe every yeah. single item in the game you can customize five colors on. There's five slots. There's primary, secondary, tertiary, accent, and energy color. Yes. Um, which is a cool thing, I think. Uh, so your spells and abilities have colors, obviously, right? Like, there's a frame called right. Ember, and she uses fire. If you change your energy color to something else, it changes the fire color. So, nice. example, I have a... You can buy color packs, which... Um, I think you have access default to, like, 20 colors-ish. Yeah. Um, times that by five because you can unlock the rest of that color palette and you get like 100 colors. That's a pretty good amount of colors. And that's one color pack out of like 20 you can buy. So there are a lot of colors available to you and each of those colors can go on each of those five sets. So example, I had an ember that used hot pink fire because I felt like burning my my allies' eyes out. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then each... A lot of the items, because you can customize the inside of your ship, the outside of your ship, your frame, your weapons, and then some of those even have further customization options, like the Warframe, Force Run can color all five of his things. There's also alternate helmets and capes and bits of armor you yeah. can put on, and each of those can also be colored separately. <laughs> so, nice. I would like a cape, although the Incredible says you shouldn't want a cape. There are 40 capes in the game-ish. Downside, you do have to pay real money for capes. Those those you can't get for free. Unless you trade, which trading is a big thing in this game. Unlike Monster Hunter, where you can trade, like, maybe potions. Um, Yeah, you can basically give someone something that they just didn't care to collect themselves. (laughs) Yeah. But in Warframe, a lot of things can be traded. You can't just directly trade weapons, but you can trade... uh, You can trade modifications, which is the biggest thing, because... You know, this is a free-to-play game. Things have small drop rates sometimes. Gotcha. So if you want, and what a lot of people do, is they play the game free-to-play, but they still get all the stuff because they'll just go farming for a mod, and they go in trade chat and say, hey, give me a bunch of this premium currency, and I'll give it to you. So they can still go out and buy the premium currency-only things. Hmm. Okay. But, yeah, I'm glad to uh, hear you like the customization. <laughs> I, I do. Um... I think it was a little uh, much uh, to begin with, like the the weapon mods and that kind of stuff. I completely ignored that the first couple hours because um, I was like, I don't care. Like I just, this is just. A, let me figure out the controls first. Like <laughs> it was kind of like that thing. I will say, bar none, I am never switching off of that bow. Really? Like I, I yeah, I don't I don't care who says what. I don't care if the sniper rifle will kill seventy things in a room in one shot. I don't care. Like, the bow, the fact that it was stealthy, and the fact that it would pierce things and pin them to the ceilings and walls is hilarious. (laughs) Yeah. 
Luckily and for you, there are a lot of bows in the game. I think there's like 13. I'm, you know, I'm, you're kind of convincing me if there's better bows, because I only started, I stayed with the lowest level bow. Um, it was, it was insanely funny, the stuff that you could do with this bow. Like, I was pinning people to the floor, and they were, like, uh, they were doing that thing where uh, the model in the game isn't supposed to be there, so it just sort of jerks around until it finds the right position, but it never finds it. So it's just there, like, seizuring forever, and just seeing another guy stand there and look at it like, hmm. Yeah, enemies... I guess Joey's just dead now. Seizure, I guess. <laughs> enemies don't like to get jammed into physics. <laughs> yeah. And stealth and it, in that game is fun. Oh, man, dude, the stealth, which is, like, for me, it was just press circle, right? Which is your melee button. Oh, yeah, sneak up behind somebody. And, dude, I would just ram the sword through people. It was so funny looking, because it would go through them. And it was like, oh, wow. And I did, I love I love the stealth in this game. Unfortunately, I played with no one that likes stealth. Nope. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. like they were all just like, let's, let's, uh, let's slide dash everywhere. And by slide dash, you can run. And you crouch, you slide, and if you jump out of that, you do this sort of like spinning jump. It's super fast. People chain it together and just fly through levels. So for people who have ever played Half-Life or shooters, it's the opposite of a crouch jump. Instead of pressing jump and crouch to do like get into small places, you tap crouch just for like half a second so you start sliding. And then jump and you rocket yourself forward or up or down. (laughs) Yeah, um, this is actually kind of similar to the movement system in Titanfall 2. Really? Um, yeah, Titanfall, you do a lot of... Uh, the movement system is specifically made for you to keep moving. And if you're on walls and boost jumping and sliding and that kind of stuff, you keep your momentum. So it's momentum movement. Um, uh, tribes uh, Ascend or something like that did this also. Yes, I love the sliding skating. tribes. <laughs> yeah, it was called skating. As the what they called it, um, so this is kind of similar to that movement system. It's not as robust as Titanfall or skating in uh, Tribes. Uh, I will say it is. Uh, it feels a little more linear, or at least I. That's how I experienced it. But I didn't like doing it so much because I liked being stealthy. Now I would do it in like dead sections, right? There's no enemies or that kind of thing. But so to give you a fun thing, um, since you like stealth, there are one, two. Three. Three or four frames in the game that have actual invisibility as well. One of those now, specializes in using bows. Oh, I might want to get that frame instead. What is the Odo Obaran Odo Odogarin? The Odogarin <laughs> one. Here, let's just start mispronunciations of monster. Of course. Yeah. Uh, anyways, the Obaran. Um, how. I know this is kind of weird, just like me asking questions, and we're supposed to be sort of pseudo talking about our thoughts on this thing. But I'm like, is that thing going to be good at stealth or bows? Um, I'm going to say no. Uh, Oberon okay. is basically a paladin druid. Yeah, I kind of like the paladin aesthetic, though. I, I like the sword and board with a mace. Also, like I just... there there are sword and shields actually. There are mace and shields in the game for a melee weapon. Nice. Um, so for those who uh, actually fun trivia fact about Oberon he's actually named after the king of fairies in like real life lore (laughs) there's fairies in real life of course (laughs) Um, so 
one thing um, that I had to, uh, one thing I will say that I hated, and I absolutely hated, I, I considered putting down the game, and this oh. was like two weeks in. Um, there was a mission, and I do believe it bugged out on me. Uh-oh. Uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to re... This was the only mission I failed, essentially. I had to redo it because so it was just not working. Which mission well, is Well, that's not true. I failed the first tower one because I needed other people. Oh, yeah. But the the mining ones... Extraction. To, the extraction <laughs> ones, those suck. They suck solo. If you have multiple people, oh, they're great. Um, okay, I was solo... And, like, I ran out. I straight up ran out of the dudes that dropped. Like, the, they did, basically, you're protecting this drill, but it has limited battery power. So you have to kill these really big, stupid-looking Frankenstein enemies in the map I was in. And they're harder to kill than everything else. You know, like, I felt, like, invincible because, like, no one would hardly ever even try to kill me. I, like, I was dodging around enough that I wasn't getting hit a lot. But they took a long time to kill. Um, they took like four or five headshots with my bow, so it was like a slog. Uh, and they drop a battery pack that puts in like fifteen percent or thirty percent. It wasn't a lot. Yeah, it's twenty percent of the thing. <laughs> uh, and it was like, it was it was a slog. And then I ran out of battery packs. The guys wouldn't spawn anymore, and I was just like, okay. So, so every single one I called down would never finish because I get no more battery packs. I stopped, I, enemies stopped spawning in, in general. I was just stuck. I've never, I haven't seen where enemies completely stop spawning. I have had them so like, I had like a really time where I was just sitting around and generally that's fixed by just going somewhere else on the map. Like go all the way across the map and eventually they'll show back up. Don't know why you have to do that, but it, it, it does happen. Yeah, I don't know. It was the only thing that really just peeved me off about the game. Um, I didn't, microtransactions is something that always kind of turns me off. So when I saw that, like, I basically can buy all this, I was like, eh. Like, how 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 much more am I going to uh, be envious of other people when... <laughs> oh. When it, but it... it, it, it it calms me down a bit to say that you just you can just grind for it all. So I was like, okay, this person just grinded for this. Yeah, probably. it eventually gets back. And there will be some things where you just like you see somebody have it and you're just like, I want it. Like the first time you see somebody with like a really nice, cool paint scheme and a badass cape, but you're just gonna be like, <gasps> I need it. I do love playing dress up in my video games. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, there's a. I, I'm putting this down there for you and also for the people in the audience. There's a really cool YouTuber out there that's called Porphy, and they make music videos where they show off their Warframe customizations, and there are some pretty things they've made. I'll share it with you after the cast, but okay. Or I'll even put it on a social media account that people can see. That's represented by a bird. <laughs> no one can see it, but I'm doing an eyebrow thing. Just just for uh, history. Um, we have another show that's specifically a weekly Mozander podcast, Thundersub. Um, this is Thundersub SideQuest, so you probably know about it. Anyways, um, we've been trying to get Toaster here to get a Twitter account or something so we can at him or get a hold of him at the end of every episode. It just hasn't happened yet. <laughs> Till now. Yes. 30 episodes in. 30 episodes later. <laughs> and I have a Twitter account. Gasp. Yeah. So, um, 
I did have a couple more questions for you if you want to if we want to rapid fire out some questions. Cool. I yeah, I'm kind of spent. I I don't have a lot of really questions for it. I kind of understand what the game is, at least to me. So, part of this is me trying to get you on the p- playing it with me on PC. First, would you prefer using a mouse and keyboard over twin sticking for shooting people? Hands down no. I am a I am a twin stick shooter. Really? I yep. Right. I, it doesn't matter. I started on PC. I still play Doom with mouse and keyboard, but uh, and I played Lost Planet one, mouse and keyboard, and de- uh, what was the other one? Some zombie game, Left 4 Dead. Okay. I played Left 4 Dead both on Xbox and keyboard, and I prefer a, a, a gamepad, and that's just because I grew up playing stuff like Halo I and believe, that kind of stuff. I believe on PC you still can use a controller. Um, I don't have a controller for the PC, so it's going to be mouse and keyboard if I play. Okay. Um, Second off, uh, did you have any, like, specifically design things that you really enjoyed about the game? Like, oh, I like how they did this. I like how they did this. Or even, like, I think the Warframe looks pretty. (laughs) I mean, I was raving about it. The bow. I love bows in games. Bows are, like, my go-to weapons uh, in a lot of things. And if someone has a tomahawk, oh, come on. I love Black Ops for tomahawks. Um, it comes from a little bit of my heritage. I, I can tomahawk through actually really well in real life. Really? Okay. <laughs> a little, little known fact about me. Um, I don't do it very often because, you know, throwing axes in the middle of a city in Ohio is not really a good idea. But um, so basically, I just enjoy that sort of bow and arrow and tomahawk aesthetic. Uh, so I loved that about this. It's kind of why I also chose the throwing knives because it's about the closest thing I'm going to get. Uh, yeah, there, I think there, there's a couple like more weapons, but there's not that many, unfortunately, uh, right. in terms of like throwing weapons. Um, one thing to know about the bows in this game is they actually have travel time and fall off. Yes, they do. So it is actually kind of important to do that. And also, unlike a lot of games, bows take a second to draw back. You can't just click they the do. button and go. You have to pull it back and wait. Which, but oh. it's worth it. Yeah, they do a pretty amount, a good amount of damage, and that you can pin people to walls with them, which is great. Yes. Um, the you were unfortunately paying with playing with the MK1 Paris, which is a great bow. Yes, I was for a, a beginning thing. Um, but there are more weapons. There's because I think the Paris is focused on puncture. I think yes, it definitely is because I would kill three and four people in a. Uh, the ones where you have to protect something and waves come at you. I loved those levels. I'm not, not going to lie. Because they would come down a corridor and I would shoot down that corridor and you would see like seven like critical numbers come up and seven guys pinned to one arrow. It was so funny. And um, there's another bow that you might like more. It's a little harder to get because it... Um, so there's there's a couple... This is one of those mechanics you didn't get to experience. Um... When you kill bosses in the game, you'll occasionally get a message from this really weird dark Warframe looking guy that says you're going to mm-hmm. pay or you will, you know, you'll regret this action. Oh, yeah, that happened the first time I uh, killed the first boss guy that was in the first story. So that's good. When that happens, you get a mark on you and it show, you can just see it on your profile and stuff like that. And this happens whenever you kill bosses, like you start to build up as a meter. It's an invisible mm-hmm. meter. But um, he will eventually come after you. And it doesn't say, like, oh, go on a stalker mission. He can show up in any mission. 
So you can be out defending and suddenly the lights will start flickering, the lights will turn off, and you'll get a personalized message broadcast straight into your headset that says, I'm coming now. And he shows up and fights you. And he's very strong. And you can you can beat him. Uh, you may not the first time, but you can beat him and he'll drop you know some gear or something like that or a, a blueprint. Um, yeah. You can get his weapons, one of which is a bow called Dread that does primarily oh, slashing okay. damage. And if you headshot okay. somebody with Dread, it will just take their head clean off. That's cool. I'd rather pin things, you, but that's cool. Yeah, you can also pin things, but... Oh, it does both? Uh, I'm in. Yeah, let's it, do it. it. It's, let's it's let's grind out Dread tonight. Let's do it. <laughs> um, this, by the way, pointing this out for other people, this game has a very big kind of... I don't want to say gore system, but uh, if you hit somebody's arm, it takes them off. If you slash somebody with a sword, you will cut them in half. Um, if you headshot somebody, their head flies off legs. If you hit them with a grenade from a grenade launcher, they're gone. Like, it, yeah, it's very um, detailed. <laughs> now, I don't think it's that bad. No, it's it's not as like far gruesome. As gore goes, but it's not gruesome. They do get cut in half. Um, Little disclosure, I played this more so on the weekends. Really? When the kids were up. <laughs> so they were there, like, doing their own thing, and they would look up sometimes. I don't think it was violent enough for me to really worry about with the kids seeing it. Yeah. Granted, um, so the audience know, I have a three- and a one-year-old. <laughs> um, the It's violent, but it's not, like, over-the-top or anything. Like... I don't know. I felt it felt cartoony enough that it wasn't scarring them. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but it does help by the way. Um, with the exception of bosses, uh, enemies don't speak English. They're yeah. They don't speak English at all. They speak kind of a garbled up kind of when they're shouting at you. And Orcish. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the the most thing you'll hear is like Deno, and they're like, oh, they're talking about me. Whoops. <laughs> Yeah, I hate that name. I hate that name, Tenno. Really? Okay. Yeah, I just, I, I know, it just sounds, it sounds bad. I don't, it's, it's, that's just a me thing. But, yeah, I don't. Maybe it's the, maybe it's the no in it, and my brain is like, no. <laughs> well, you'll like one of the voices because, or one of the character voices, because all the bosses are specially voiced, and one yeah. pronounces the Tenno name very specifically, like Tenno. Chernobyl. It's like, oh my god. Very um, accented. So, yeah. there is a couple bosses that are great. Because it, it's one of those games where like you'll hear bosses enough. Because you can go back and kill them multiple times for getting more parts. And they show up in multiple missions. Yes. Uh, throughout the entirety of Uranus, there is one boss who talks to you in every mission. <laughs> until you get to go kill him. Uh, but uh, okay. there's a couple that are very popular. One specifically is called Vehek. He has a gun named after him, by the way, the Heck, which is a shotgun and one of the greatest guns in all of space. And he is the hammiest, loudest character in any game I've played, and I love him. Hmm. One of his favorite lines that he says is, uh, why are these Toto maggots breathing my air? <laughs> it sounds like something my brother would say. <laughs> um, but... It's one of those games of, like, if you enjoy, like, gunning things down and grinding, and even if you're, I'm going to be honest, I have played where I just wanted to get something, and I was kind of disinterested in the game because I'd been grinding for a while. 
I had two monitors, so I have Netflix up on one and the other. I was just burning through a mission really, really fast. So hmm. it's pretty fun, but it, it, I will admit that grind can get boring. Um, while you're playing, sure. did you have a chance to make anything, to forge anything? Uh, they make you. They make you forge some sort of thing that takes off your... Um, oh, the latch. Your, pres- your, your, your what are the what are, house arrest ankle bracelet. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so how the game opens up is you wake up and Space Mom tells you wake up. <laughs> it tells you how to defend yourself. Space Mom. And uh, <laughs> while, while you're fleeing... Someone put a little ankle tracker thing on you that it does look like this, the house arrest bracelet, actually. And so for the yeah. first couple of planets, you're just trying to take the stupid thing off. Yep. Uh, cool. Well, um, uh, I think. Oh. I think I probably like. Do you have you have more questions, or I think we can probably wrap it up. Oh, something else I was going to tell you in the audience about um, making things takes time. It's kind of like. Yeah. I don't want to say mobile th- games, but it's kind of like mobile games. Um, crafting a Warframe is the longest time. Uh, making any weapon takes 24 hours. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You Actually, <laughs> it's not finding the parts he's talking about. There is an actual, like, I have now the parts. I have crafted it. Come back 24 hours later, it will be in your inventory. Yeah. Like, it's actual wait times. I don't. Why would they do that? Like, I don't understand it that. It is part Maybe. of the free-to-play element, so you're encouraged to come back every day and play. They also have daily login rewards that give you more stuff, so... I missed quite a few of those. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. Luckily, it's not like you, ha- you don't have to log in concurrently. It's not like you have to... I hate mobile games that do this, where, oh, if you log in 10 days in a row, you get this, but if you miss one day, uh, you have to start all over. No, they don't do that. It's just concurrent days. Gotcha. Um, but then Warframes are worse, though. It's uh, They have three parts you have to make each part. A helmet, a chest, and ner- and systems blueprints. Wait, 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 you have to make those parts? Yep. And each of those takes 24 hours. You can make them multiple at the same time, luckily. that They didn't do that. There's no limit to how many things you can have baking. And then yeah. once you get all three of them, you have to put all three in the in the oven together and the warframe takes three days so four days essentially yep Uh, wow yeah it is that is the one downside i i really hate obviously if you're loaded with money you can pay to skip it but i (laughs) i think yeah i think that's the biggest for me that's the biggest downside to this is is the the complexity that sort of like I feel like the complexity isn't really conducive to a, to how the game is. I think the game is good. I think the complexity gets in its way, and I think the complexity also drives you to say like, if I just spent money, this would be so much simpler. Yeah, if you if you are prone to spending a lot of money, just kind of I, my advice would be to always like walk away, do a couple missions or something, and really consider it before spending money on it and if you are going to spend money buy something permanent don't buy don't buy weapons don't buy frames and don't pay to speed things up buy stuff like capes or weapon slots because you're limited as to how many weapons you can have total right same thing with warframe slots buy stuff like that where you can't really make it unless you you know for free unless you're trading with people so right. spend your oh and colors so spend your money on like customization stuff 
don't buy weapons because you may do what I did where I bought a weapon because I was like, oh, this is a great one. Everybody talks about it. And it's cool. And I level up and find out I hate this gun. It is because yeah. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter how good a gun is. There are going to be people who say use XYZ weapon. It happens in Monster Hunter where they're like, oh, yeah, technically, uh, technically the charge blade is the most powerful weapon. You can get the fastest kill times. It, it yeah, doesn't but then matter. Your person doesn't care about kill times. And so you yeah. could you could just hate how the weapon feels too. Yeah. Like um, for your information, there is a gun in the game called the Tigris. It is a two-barrel mm-hmm. shotgun. When you click down, it fires one shot, and when you release the trigger, it fires a second shot. It does. This sounds interesting. It's a pretty fun gun. I like it. Kind of. It does a lot of damage. But if you don't like that mm-hmm. two-shot reload, two-shot reload pattern, you will hate this gun. <laughs> I mean, I play a lot of Doom. They also have flamethrowers and rocket launchers and rail guns and all sorts of stuff. So there's enough weapons you'll find something you like. Yeah. Um, we are getting close to it, uh, to you know an hour. I did have one last yep. question. Yeah. And it's kind of a two part. First, what would you improve in this game? Like, what is something coming from outside of Warframe? What would you like to see added, or what? If, if it's already in there, I can let you know if it's already in the game. But what would you like to see add into Warframe, coming from an outside perspective? Um, I would like to see sort of like if you were to click on an item and it would tell you where to get it. Yeah, I, <laughs> having that in the game would be nice. I can, That's, that's that. kind of where... That's the only thing I can really think of. Unfortunately, I don't think I, I've been in enough of the game to really give any useful of an answer aside from that. Um, okay. Because like the, the Oberon frame that I was like, that looks cool. I want to try that out. I was like, oh, I had to find this stuff. Okay, where do I find it? I guess I'll just keep playing until I find it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so... Um, yeah, it was weird. Having something like the, calling back the Monster Hunter, having something be like the research journal that tells you where things drop, I think would be very helpful for Warframe. Okay. Uh, last question then. Would you re- would you recommend this to other people? Would you recommend it to our listeners? Um, tentatively, yes. Hmm. And I'll say this... Um, or you could say tenotively. <laughs> Anyways, um, hey, I'm a dad. Puns are necessary. Um, the uh, the the caveat is that if you want something to just sort of like grind out and play, I don't think you're gonna get you're gonna get a deep experience that you don't. It's weird. Heward had to explain. It. It's like Diablo three. I love Diablo three, but there's a point in which you've know you know everything and you're kind of coasting in the deep you know what i mean it's a deep experience but you're sort of coasting through it anyways because you've learned everything you don't have to do a lot of mental gymnastics if you're kind of looking for that easygoing sort of routine game i think this is a good way good one to go with okay i i personally would recommend it um somebody told me this if you want a free-to-play diablo shooter warframe will work for you there's a lot of depth there's a lot of systems to work with Everything is there if you look at the wiki. But if you want a really, really simple shooter and don't want to customize everything because there is a lot of customization, it may not be the game for you. Gotcha. Um, okay. Other than that, that's all I had. I'm glad we enjoyed this game. Like, 
or at least I'm glad you you did find out something that you liked about it. And yeah, I think I think I'll give it another shot on PC. Yeah, I think I will. And plus, side if you're on PC, I can help you blast through some of the earlier stuff a lot faster. Yep. Cool. Um, so that's Warframe, guys. Uh, um, so that uh, at this point, we're going to tell you about our next game. So uh, as of as of the next recording, which we'll be doing. Um, I don't have a calendar in front of me. Yes, I do. Uh, the third Saturday of every month is when we're going to be recording this stuff. So we're going to be talking about this. Oh, let's see. It's May. And then let's see. June. I know this is great audio, right? <laughs> um, third Saturday would be the 16th of June. Um, 16th of June is going to be where we talk about EVO, the search for Eden. Um, this is a game that I recommended to Toaster here. Um, it is a Super Nintendo game. Uh, it is actually one of the rarest Super Nintendo games, so you're going to have to find other means, as uh, I'll leave it at that, to play this game. Um, sort of a high level, this is a RPG sort of side-scroller that focuses on uh, the journey of life through evolution. Hmm. You are a being that must evolve to survive. And you evolve by defeating enemies and eating them. So you're a carnivore. Okay. <laughs> um, but you basically eat things, you get points, you evolve things, and you, there is a story to this. It is one of the few story games that I really enjoy. Really? Um, I'm not going to say the story is the best ever, <laughs> but... It is an interesting slice into the craziness that is Japan and a educational game about evolution and the history of creatures on Earth. So if you're interested in doing this, uh, it's not a very popular game. It sold very poorly, which made it very rare, which is why now it's a $200 out-of-box cartridge for SNES collectors. Oof. So, um, but I personally like it. Um, I've played it a lot. I don't play it near as much as some other games, but it sort of represents those sort of like, for me, it's an important game because it represents those sort of early Super Nintendo days where it was just me sort of by myself in a room playing because I, you know, I lived out in the country and it was basically me and my brother and my cousins and when everyone was busy and it was just me playing games. So it, it's, it's one of those games I sort of like, picked it up off the shelf uh, most people don't like how it looks or that kind of thing it's when you're buying games based on their box art <laughs> and it was just sort of this weird game that i sort of fell in love with back then it's got some weird amazing quirks it's got a crazy story crazy <laughs> i'm not saying it's good i'm just saying it's crazy okay so i can't wait um, to check it out so yeah all right folks that'll wrap us up um this is uh this is going to be kind of weird, but at uh, Hunter Tub Pod is where you can find me, Fortuan. Um, yeah, I didn't introduce myself at the beginning of the show. Hi, this is Fortuan. But <laughs> Hi, nice to meet you. Um, so uh, you can find me there. Um, and uh, where, where are we going to find you, Toaster? Uh, you can find me uh, shooting people in space, maybe evolving later on. And also, you can find me on Twitter at at Toasty Smiles, and that's Toasty nice. Smiles. Um, 
I should be starting to use this more, posting things, hopefully things that people will like. We'll see. And okay. um, yeah, so uh, you'll be seeing me around the social media land much more often. And we'll just say thank, thank you, you for, for joining, joining us, us on, on the SideQuest. Side <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a little rough, but <laughs> we can make it work. The other thing I was thinking was like after you say it, I could just I could do the quest complete and we could do the Yeah, we'll figure it out.